Holly Holmes. Don't do us wrong, Holly. All right? We still believe in you. Co-main event. So what by the co-main and the main. This fight right here, nothing has changed. I'm pretty old. I think something has changed on this one. That's the reason I uh, took these pictures, bro. Just in case. Let me see here real quick. Um, okay, here it is right there. I'm going to leave this right where it is. I, I, I got to take my lock screen off my fucking phone. Uh, Nate. <laughs> Nate, the, the train. I got Nate the train in this one. Uh, not because 87% of topology has it either. At right now, people, it's at 2,213 people. When we did this, it was 1725. Still minus 270. Still plus uh, 220. Yeah, still the same lines, people. So just uh, a lot more people have picked. Uh, by tomorrow, it'll be double that or, or even triple that, the amount of people. So, yeah, get your bets in now. Like, I'm going with uh, Nate, Nate the Train. I got him, uh, uh, whatever that is up there, that's what I have. So I, I got him up there on a decision. I think it's going to be a war to the end. Okay, I'm going to go Austin Lingo. Austin Lingo. You're going to go with that Latin Lingo, baby. Funky by Lingo. You know what I'm saying, right? No. No, man. Come on, Pulse. All right. Hold on. All right, I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. Stone is the way of the walk. Who the fuck sings like that? Who raps like that? Stone is the way of the walk. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. That was the first Cypress Hill song. That was the first Cypress Hill album came out in 92. So that's a, that's what I was saying earlier. When you said Latin lingo is a song on that on that album. Latin lingo. Yep. See, I'm even schooling my partner. See? Told you I know music people really well. Okay, can you believe I did uh you believe I did karaoke one night a long time ago and I was using the N word because you know on Killer Man That's when I learned in my that's when I learned, right? That uh you should never do that. Even if it's the lyrics, so what? If you know a black man, a black American, you should not be saying that fucking word. And I never used that word ever. But on the song, I, well, what else was I supposed to say? You know what? I come up with a better one. Wigger. A white boy trying to act black. Right? Yeah. But Sorry. but that's really not what it stands for. Like, white people got people that fuck a horrible name. That means ignorance. That's what it means. So, white people ain't ignorant. You know, I, I just can't see a white kid that say that word. Like it, it, It's like cringe. And I'm sure I'm cringe to fucking young people because I'm old school. But... At least old school. At least I have common sense, right? And at least I, see, I admit it. Like, when I, when I did that song, something didn't feel right. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, I shouldn't be saying that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so I would just I would just be silent during when they said that word. You know what I mean? i just just go in from after they said that word. You know what I mean? So it was hard to do, like, the first Chronic album and NWA first album. It was hard. You know what I mean? But... No, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know what I mean? So you like you like lingo? What how do you I got this in the decision? Oh, I don't think I I don't think I had him in the all right. You know, I, I think I have him in a uh in a knockout in round one. Uh 
Yeah, I got I got him in a knockout on round one on, on topology. This was uh, the other day on here. This uh, this slide. That's why I'm telling you, like, you know, if, if lines change, I just want to make sure people know. Who do you like here? Oh, you like Lingo, right? Oh, uh, yeah. What, what, what do you What do you like him by submission? Decision. Oh, I like that fucking pick, man. She posts is smart. Uh, you know, now this Andrea Lee, Macy Bob. I got Andrea Lee. I, I can just go quick. Andrea Lee. I got Andrea Lee. Uh, round three KO. I, I don't. Uh, I know Macy Bob would win a decision because of her. Uh, you know, she's a veteran. Well, no, they're both veterans. What am I saying? 15 and 12. Uh, it could be a million different things. But who do you like most? Oh, you like, you like, like, you like, well, I like, you like, same kind of, same idea? Holy shit. I guess I'm on to something here. All right, so uh, just let me make sure this didn't change. I know a couple of them did. I just want to make sure I get them right. So, yeah, so everything's the same there, people. I just don't want to get you guys wrong and give you guys bad, wrong information. So 2,351 people already, uh, you know, so it went up about five, six, seven hundred people. And it's still at uh, 83% for Baba. So that's a live dog for uh, me and uh, Pulse. Um, I got Cape here. I think you got Cape here. I got him in a round three. Uh, I got him in a round three KO. No, I got him in a round one KO. Uh, no, I don't got him in a round one KO. I'm sorry. Hold on. I got him, uh, yeah, round one, round one KO. I got round two TKO? Wow, man. Like, those, those perfect picks help so much. So, people, like, if you win a lot of money on, on his or mine or Kiwi's, Send in a donation and say thank you. Because you know what? That's how we're going to get paid till we get monetized on here. And, uh, you know, we do give up our time every single day to do this. CD. Uh, Jay says, Jay says, and Jay's knowledgeable. That's why I'm saying this. And I'm not, I'm just giving him a shine. He likes, uh, he likes Albert. Yeah, he thinks uh, Chidi might be suspect, and I, I I have to agree with him a little bit, but uh, I'm I'm, go, I'm still going with Chidi in a first round KO again on this same same as his last pick, because because uh, that dude's eye injury last fight. I don't know if he I know if he's a smart fighter. Uh, Chidi he's gonna fucking hit that eye, and he's gonna try to make him bleed, you know, and have it shut, you know, shut him off. We all know Chidi has the power, but. He could be gun shy. We don't know because he has a quit. That's what Jay, you know, I don't like quitters either. So I feel the same way Jay feels. But I, I already took them and I said I wouldn't switch my picks. So who do you like, brother? Who, who do you like now? I mean, third round Fucking Pulse. Pulse could be on a fucking hot streak right now. We don't know it. Like, honestly, last week he was fucking doing really well. And we got about 40 or 50 really good pickers in that fucking, uh, more than that, right? A lot of people, right? No, we got a lot. If you're in the top 10 or top 20 in there, you're doing good. All right, uh, so we did Kate. Oh, jeez, I'm used to going right. I'm sorry. All right, there we go. Uh, Lex and uh, Pineda. 
Who do you like in this one? Uh, Kiwi, you, you, you go for, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Pulse, you, you, you guys have the same color fucking thing. That's what, that's what I'm getting fucked up to green. I love green. So, yeah, yeah, you, you, you go first, bro. You got Lutz by decision? I got, the, I got a Lutz by, uh, I got Lutz. I got Lutz by decision too. Uh, 86. I got Lutz by decision too. And uh, I'm just making sure the lines haven't changed. Uh, pretty much, yeah, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same. But uh, like I said, people, like on uh, FanDuel or DraftKings, like it might be like five. The topology isn't that far off than Las Vegas or any other uh, wherever you get your lines. That's why I say go to a bookie. You'll probably get better fight fucking lines. You know what I mean? I'm just being honest. You probably will. you probably get better. So both of us are going with lots of the decision. Now, uh, yeah, Lucas Alexander and Peterson, you go first, huh, Kiwi? I House, everyone knows who it is. Come on, don't give me a hard time, people, please. Uh, it's not. It's no disrespect. He knows that. You like Lucas, huh? You know that's who I like. He's got fucking heavy, fucking hands. Um, yeah, I got, I got, I got him in a round three KO. Just like it says up there, Lucas Alexander, round three KO. Uh, how do you got? How do you got it going again? I know you got Al. I know you got Al Janda. Round two. Yeah, I was thinking that. Uh, I was thinking that myself, bro. To be honest with you, I was thinking that myself. But uh, yeah, he's got round two. I got round three. So you know, it could be round one. Trevin got uh, Giles uh, Parsons. Who do you like in this one, uh, my man? Giles. Like Trevin Giles, huh? I do too. Yeah. And I think Parsons is a, a really good pick. I mean, look at minus 115, minus 115. Um, it's still minus 115 and minus, yeah, it's still the same. But 2,200 people picked it to 755. So it's still the same, people. I got Giles and a KO round three. These are 170-pounders. These are, these are big guys. So this ain't like 125, 135, 145. You know what I mean? Yeah. So knockouts do happen more often in the higher weights, you know? Okay. Uh, I got Vaguerra uh, in this one and a round one, round one KO. Look at everyone's got look at look at uh, look at the topology with the uh, submission. Oh no no I'm sorry that's the KO. That's a KO. Uh, nothing is uh, nothing has changed on this from what I can see. Minus two ninety five. Yeah, it's still the same. Yeah, I got be. I got it's exactly what it says up there. But I have it on round one instead of round two. Who do you like? Who do you like? Who do you like? Out post. I'm gonna go with the silver by decision. Silver by decision. Oh, I like. Wow. See, this is. Why we like to do this, people, because you never fucking know. You never fucking know. And the lines ain't changing this week. Uh, they will change by tomorrow, but usually they fluctuate all week long. They haven't really 
unless Topology slacking, I doubt it. They, you know, they they don't they're not known for slacking. Uh, Torres versus Ogden. Who do you like in this one? I got Torres uh, round three. Uh, I think I got him in a round three KO, but I might have changed that. Hold on, it's right here. Um, uh, Torres Ogden, right? Um, yeah, I got the same, uh, but I think one of these lines changed. No, this line didn't change. So it still is right where it is. I got uh, Torres uh, round three KO, TKO. One or the other. Decision. See, that's probably a smarter pick. I, I, I would, uh, I would have to lean on Pulse with that, with that, with the way of the finish. I think that's more likely uh, as a decision here. But that's just me with my psycho thoughts, knock, knockout mechanisms. I just want to see knockout mechanisms. I want to see people separated from consciousness, and uh, just from making a mistake. You know what I mean? So people can learn from it. Because it don't hurt to get knocked out. You wake up, you're fine. You know what I mean? My lost a few brain cells. Who needs who needs brain cells, right? Yeah, of course we need them. You know, it's not a it's not a good thing. That's why move your head off the center line. Defense. If you have a good offense, make sure you have a good defense out there. You young fighters out there and you older fighters. Sixteen hundred ninety nine. It was. I got a uh, Victor here. I got the Mexican assassin here. This guy's a savage. Look at those eyes. The eyes don't lie. I got him um, a decision. I think there's going to be a war. I think it's going to be like a really good fight, like the, uh, like the main event, but not as elite. But uh, submission. I'm sorry. I got him a submission in round one. Victor. Yeah, that, we only got like two more fights. I think we got one more. Let me see. Yeah, we got one more fight after this. That's it. Let me see. Yeah, one more fight. Yeah. And, oh, then we get the boxing. One, the one boxing fight. Then we're done. But if you gotta go, you can go. Yeah, just make your last two picks then. If you if you if you gotta go, bro. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Salvador by decision. Salvador by decision, huh? Okay. Oh, I like I like the different picks, man. Me and Kiwi used to do this too. We we pick about half the same and half different. You know how crazy he is, right? Because he thinks of crazy shit. Like I'm like I'm like, are you? Where the fuck did you get that one from, Kiwi? He's like, oh, I just I don't know. It's just the way I feel. I'm like, all right. Um, I got a. I think Cohen is a live dog here, people. I think she's gonna win. Uh, plus one ninety. I think it's gonna go up a little bit. I think everyone is jumping on Vidal. Vidal Sassoon, Vidal. Um, I got Cohen on here on an upset city. Uh, underdog, live dog, pound for pound, U.S. Southwest. So she's uh, down there in the desert somewhere fucking training at high elevation. Uh, very tough girl, too. So we all know what Vidal is a tough girl, too. She might be the next Amanda Nunez, um, similar, but maybe even stronger. I don't know. You taking Vidal? I like that pick. Like, if you're going to take Vidal, take it with a knockout, because she usually finishes with fucking opponents. She got fucking, she got that mean streak in her that, that, that every fighter should have. Uh, 78%, and uh, here's the thing. I didn't, uh, I, I, I know I took a picture of this, but I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm sorry, people, if I let you down. But uh, 
you guys, uh, you guys, uh, uh, I was hoping I, I would have it, but I, I guess I don't. Um, yeah, I don't have it. I can't get onto my topology because I'm, I'm using my phone for my interface, going through my interface, and I got it on Do Not Disturb, so it fuck up the whole audio podcast version that goes out to all the places, iTunes, Spotify, all those places. So please subscribe wherever you are, you're at, people. Uh, Pulse, yeah, go ahead, bud. Yeah, say something. I know you're going to go. You want to say anything before you leave, guys? Please. The floor is yours, bro. Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll do good, brother. You have a fucking good night, brother. And, uh, you know, enjoy yourself tonight and tomorrow on the weekend, brother. All right? Honestly, I'll, I'll get in touch with you uh, tonight or tomorrow. Well, I got to talk to you anyways. All right, brother? All right, hold on, hold on. Let me figure this out, how I can get you out of here without this fucking shutting down. Hold on. I'm just going to, uh, oh, no. Can you remove, you remove yourself like you did before. You know how you did before, like you doing all this whole fucking episode, going in and out? How are you doing that? because I still got to go through Benavidez. Uh, this is a, a good fight, people. Um, hold on. There you go. Yeah, this is a good fight right now. See? All right, all right, just to give you guys a little proof, right? This thing just started happening, like, fucking, at the beginning of the shutdown when I started this channel of, like, motiv motivational uh, things. That's my daughter. She'll be 29 in October. She was like two or three years old. I think like not even three years old right there. My oldest, right? Already went to UMass. Already went to college. Dean's was all that shit. Works for the state or something. A big insurance company from home. Very smart, right? Very successful. See me there. I was in great shape, right? Still in that same exact shape. Just a little bit old. Right? I guess. But see, like, this is just graze on my fucking beard. It's just uh, the, the hair, not really. It's just the beard for some reason. I don't fucking know why. Or maybe it's stress. Who fucking knows? But uh, I don't, I'm not stressed. I, I always feel happy. Every day I wake up, I feel happy. This fight right here, people. I Benavidez is an elite, elite fucking fight. He reminds me of Hector Macho Camacho. He has this huge posse with him. And if I was his age, yeah, 26, oh, I'd have a fucking huge posse with me. I'd have more people than he has. So I understand that, but it ain't good when you're a fighter to have that many people around you. Marvin Hagler used to go to P-Town. I know I always bring up Marvin Hagler, but Marvin Hagler's right behind me, uh, right below uh, Ali, and uh, the only Iron Maiden, the first Iron Maiden uh, EP ever made, made in Japan. And then the Metallica's first EP, Whiplash, those uh, albums. So on that backdrop, that's uh, Hagler there. He uh, used to go to the end of the Cape Cod, right, and isolate himself for two months or ten, eight to ten weeks. And he'd take it out on his opponents in the ring. And he wouldn't go near Brockton, the city of Brockton, which is a city, you know, about 20 minutes from uh, where I am, Boston. We're, we're on the water, on the Atlantic Ocean. Brockton is like west southwest of where I am, 25 minutes away, depending on traffic, because we got a lot of traffic here. I was in Virginia Beach two, two summers ago, and the lady, like, going, going to the airport early in the morning, she goes, 
it's, it, we're going to hit traffic, we're going to hit traffic. And she goes, see, I told you, we're in traffic. And I go, we're doing like 55 miles per hour, and it's not bumper to bumper. It's like, it was cute. I said, this is really cute. I go, you call this traffic? It was like, God, there was a guy that was, like, you could, you could do 75 and still not run into a car or nothing. It was, like, just having, like, like what we would call average, like like uh, 11 o'clock traffic or, or 9, 10 o'clock at night traffic. That's what heavy traffic in Virginia Beach is. So their traffic, if they ever come up here or L.A. or New York or Chicago, right? I don't know how Chicago is for, uh, for uh, traffic. I have no idea. I've never been to Chicago or the uh, highway system there. But I'd imagine there's a lot of, there's a lot of people there, right? Gotta be traffic. It's gotta be like Detroit and Chicago. Gotta be probably pretty busy cities. Uh, I know Detroit used to be a very busy city until they ruined that fucking city. Uh, you know the best cars came from Detroit, and you know why they, you know, they were all the people that were working in Detroit. I'm giving Detroit their props, and I never listened to an Eminem fucking album ever. I listened to uh, Everlast, like I listened to House of Pain, DC Boys before fucking that. That's like License to Ill. And Paul's boutique, and like like those are those are three Jewish kids, right? White Jewish kids that can fucking rap, and uh, they had Slayer riffs in certain songs. Uh, you know, fucking uh, you know, even um, even um, uh, Public Enemy used Slayer riffs because they were all part of Def Jam. You know what I mean? So uh, Rick Rubin's like fucking put them in there. You know what I mean? Put put some of their lyrics because uh, BC Boys used to have Led Zeppelin. Uh, and Slayer, they, 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 you know, they were a punk rock band before they were rappers. So that's why when you see them playing Sabotage or on that album or whatever album it was, you know, later in their career, I think it was their last album. You see them playing instruments. They were a band before they were rappers. So you know, uh, that album, Fight Be Right the Pie, is like the lamest song you ever hear. It's like Jump Around from Bucking House of Pain. It's like, uh, it's like. Uh, like, they always play the worst songs, a radio song. And then the rest of the album is fucking dope. You know what I mean? Every song. Um, that's the way it was in the 80s and the 90s. Like, not really the 90s with the thrash bands. They started selling out. They started playing slower, cut their hair real short like mine. And, and it used to be really long, and they didn't give a fuck how it looked either. No hairspray, just fucking look like a mean motherfucker. You know what I mean? With a ripped fucking concert shirt and fucking jeans. They weren't trying to show up. They weren't trying to show up. They weren't. They weren't trying to be fucking, you know, with a bunch of fucking, uh, fucking girls around them and fucking dressed in all shiny clothes and all this shit, looking pretty. Who the fuck wants to do that as a musician? You know, like I want to dress comfortable. You know what I mean? Uh, my wife beat a fucking um, uh, a nice t-shirt and, and sweatshirts because I live in a cold environment. Uh, for now, for, for the summer comes, it gets real hot. But you'll never see me dressing. Just fucking, you know, Adidas pants, fucking Under Armour pants, fucking Nike pants, Reebok pants. Uh, I got Jabos, you know, I can wear. I got nice clothes I can wear. I don't even like wearing nice clothes. Like, I, I, I like to be comfortable. So I, all my stuff's nice. It's just like I'm not wearing fucking um, my sneakers and my sweatsuits and all the shirts and all the sweatshirts probably cost more than someone's fucking cheap suit with suit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, comfortable champion gear, you know, all old school shit. Adidas, you better have my back, man. Green Mountain Coffee, where the fuck you at? 
I show you guys out every fucking time. Green Mountain Coffee. Benavidez, you remind me of, um, I was thinking this yesterday. I, you're an elite boxer. A great fucking boxer. This is no knock on you. I respect you all a lot. And I was going to take you. Um, I believe you have way too many people around you. I believe you have way too many yes men. You don't have someone that's going to fucking call you out and say, you didn't train hard. See, this is what, this is what happened to Tyson, Mike Tyson. He'll tell you himself is what happened to him. If Kevin Rooney was with Tyson the, the whole way, he would have probably never got those late charges on him. He would have fucking probably been undefeated. Because we all know he beat Buster Douglas, right? That was a fucking 15, 20 second count. They didn't start counting until 10 seconds. So he was, he got up right at 10. And uh, the ref, go back and watch that fight and tell me if I'm wrong, people. So I've been watching fighting my whole fucking life. USC in 93, I was watching it. So I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Benavidez, I believe, is the better boxer, more elite, more skills. But Plant is smart. And I don't know if you guys seen this online, people. I'm sure, you know, really hardcore that are always looking for, you know, what's going on with their attitudes and everything because you can tell a lot from body language. I know people say, body language don't mean shit. Well, maybe to them it don't. But I can see fear in someone's eyes. I can see, like, if I'm looking them in the fucking eyes, I'm like livid or something, because right? I, I know I always talk about the two-foot rule, but this is what I know what I can do to somebody, and I know no matter what they do, it doesn't matter, right? I'm going to handle it. So I can see it right through there. I, I can see, see like, uh, like they say, I can see the weakness of a man right through his iris. It's really true. You can see they don't want to be there where they are, because they started it, and then you're right. You call that bluff. So with Benavidez, plant don't flinch. Like I seen fucking uh, Benavidez or do something at the stand down or something like trying to make him like scared or something and he didn't flinch. And um, what was really funny is what I want to say if anyone's seen this online. I guess he was coming out of the airport or the hotel or whatever the fuck, right? And plant's there just putting shit in his back of his truck or something. I forget what the fuck he was doing. He was doing something in his car or his truck, right? or a rental vehicle, whatever the fuck he was doing, in the back, right? But he's outside. So he putting something in or putting something out, taking something out, right? And Benavidez comes out with his whole crew, and they go, oh, the punk ass showed up, this and that. He's like, yep, I always show up for my fights. And then they start talking more shit, right? And I, I understand. 25 years old, I was talking shit like that, too. So I understand. I get it. But you know what he said? <laughs> Plant said, pretty brilliant. They didn't get flustered. To stay cool, calm, club. He goes, Yep, I always show up the fights. I always make weight. No cocaine. So basically, he was saying, What well, you guys all fucked up on coke, partying? Hey, when I was 20 fucking five, 26, that's like right around when I started, started to quit, actually. So, but I was still partying every weekend, just a weekend warrior, you know what I mean? But I'm not saying better be this is doing coke. But Plant knows more than I know, and probably a lot of you people know. You know what I mean? They don't train around here. You know what I mean? A lot of great fighters train around here, but, you know, he has so many people around him, Benavidez. If he just had one mentor, like a Teddy Atlas or, or uh, what's his name, uh, that took Tyson on, um, you know, uh, Hearns' fucking trainer, uh, his, his nephew, 
I mean, if he goes to someone like that or, or Teddy Atlas, someone that's going to, because Teddy Atlas talked about Camacho, how, you know, how um, skilled he was. He was really skilled. But then partying and having your whole crew and, you know, everyone kissing your ass and you're buying for everybody, all your boys, because that's all you want to do. You just want to help all your people. I was the same way. I was always like a ghetto fabulous, you know what I mean? If I was getting fucking, have a good time, everyone was, you know what I mean? It usually be me and a couple other friends that would carry all our other friends. You know what I mean? But very rarely did I not have. Like I would never even go out if I didn't have money. Like I'd be embarrassed. Like you know, when you know when you get older, you know, 18, 17, 18, 19, you're like you, you always got plenty of money. Even when I was younger, I always got plenty of money. But I wasn't going to bars. You know what I mean? Spent a lot of money in a bar drinking. You know. But I think. I like planting this for some fucking reason. I like planting this, and I know Benavides is a better boxer, like legitimately, skill-wise, he has that skill. Um, doesn't mean Plant's gonna win. Obviously, we I can't tell the future. All I know is like I've been I, I wanted Benavides all week. I'm not even listening to Teddy. Teddy Allen says uh, Benavides is gonna win, but he sees that because of Plant because uh, of Canelo. Because uh, Canelo be Plant. Yeah, Canelo knocked him on the 11th round or something, or the 10th round. Um, Canelo, I respect him a lot. He's a class act, good, good man, good family man to his wife and his kid. Loves his kids and his, his wife. Uh, very low-key. You never see him get in trouble. Always home with his family. Always training. You know, uh, but there's a lot of great Mexican fighters way before him. And Chavez fucking senior. And Plenty more prior to Chavez Sr., but Chavez Sr., man, the mainstream, right? They just liked him because he would fight every month and shit. Now, these fighters are fighting once a fucking year. At least Deontay Davis. Are you talking about Davis, the tank? Well, check this out. He's going to beat the second Garcia this year. There he has one fight in 2023 or the end of 2022, right? Was it the beginning of 2023? Uh, was it in uh, January or end of December? But either way, right, it's a couple months away, and he has another fight already. And um, not that Garcia can't win. I'm not saying that at all. I always talk about reach, but he can't teach reach either. But Garcia, when I seen Sugar Ray Leonard trying to teach him a left hook, and he wasn't listening, and he's like, no, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. And he's like way out here, elbows in, and, and Sugar Ray's just trying to show him, keep your elbows in when you're throwing your left hook. So you can cover your body if they're going to your body. You know what I mean? And then you can counter right over and go over, you know, and turn your hands and roll the shoulder right over their shoulder. Pop them right on the chin or the eye socket. You know what I mean? I think Plant is so pissed off, and that's why he's so composed. He's like, I do my talking in the ring. And uh, that's why Hagler, that's why I like Hagler so much. Like, I remember Tony Ernst just talking shit, but he wasn't, no, for talking a lot of shit, he was just no, but murking motherfuckers. Wham with that right hand and that, that, that fucking jab that came from down here. Only guy. That's why I say to people that don't keep their hands up, like uh, in, 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 in mixed martial arts, I'm like, you're not fucking Tommy Hearns. You're not fucking, uh, you know, you're not a master of the Philly shell. You don't know defense. Like, you throw one punch at a time and you're wide open every time for a body shot because your elbows were out here. And their hands are like this, or, or like this, or, or like this, and trying to be, like, slick. Guess what? Protect yourself at all times. Like, 
just at least keep your hands right here. At least right here so you can see. Or right here, because you don't want to get kept right in, that, in the temple or nothing. So you might want to just, you know, like this, and always move, always move. If you, if you have enough distance, then you don't have to move your head. But anytime you get into that range where you know you can connect and they can't, or you know they could if they lunge a little bit or whatever, you got to find that range. And that's what Bear is good at doing uh, at, in the main event at UFC. He's good at finding that range for a for, for the first round. And so is Shanahan. It's so fucking. Uh, this is a this is the mixed martial arts I love the most elite of mixed martial arts. Like I tell people about John Jones, Don is not a bad fighter at all. He's very a very good fighter. But but there's levels to this shit, and we all know it. And if you're a really good wrestler. Even though the fight starts on the feet, Jones usually usually likes to beat people at their own game. So I thought Jones was gonna go in there and just fucking kick him in the fucking stomach and like he did to everyone else. You know what I mean? Like kick him in the fucking that oblique kick, you know, above the fucking right above the knee. Like John Jones knows how to destroy you in there, and I usually fights you at your own game. You know what I mean? Like to beat you at your own game. I think because it was three years and gone is that dangerous? Like. It's like Tyson Fury. It's like uh, Wilder. I respect him so much. I hate it when he made all those excuses, and that's I, I respect him so much. I'm like, man, you're, you're better than this. All you have to say is he was better than me, you know, with those three nights. And that was the worst person Wilder could have ever called out, ever, ever, is Tyson Fury. A guy that's booked in boxes, he's a little fucking kid, right? And... Moves like a middleweight that's almost seven foot tall and 250 fucking pounds. You got that back, you got that uh, back flap. And everyone wants to know why he fight Jazora and Derek White and uh, White and all these guys. You want to know why the real truth is? Like everything was stolen with the Usyk thing and the AJ thing, right? So he's like, I'm gonna give these guys a paycheck because they're they're probably hurting for fucking money right now. So they were all together in England there. No matter what, they look after each other. You know what I mean? Even though Tyson Fury is a man of his word, he's a very honorable man. So he's probably like, you know, Chisoro was a really elite boxer back in the day. He's like, this got the other, this is this is easy work for Tyson Fury. And they know it too. But they put the show on. They're going to fight. You know what I mean? They're going to fight. And he's going to try to knock them out. But we all know who's going to win the fight. We all know. But he just made $20 million for that fight. And Dillian White probably made $20, $30 million for that fight. So they're good for the rest of their lights now. You know what I mean? And that's why Fury did those. And do you notice it's two guys from England? You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's why Fury did that. So just uh, just to clear that up. It's like Fury doesn't want to fight the fucking best. I mean, he fought the fucking guy who's 39 and old, murked everybody. A 40 and old, and murked 39 of them. So how the fuck is he scared? When when all you have to do is fucking uh, slip a right hand, someone has a fucking really fucking vicious left hook like Garcia has with Tank Davis, and he has the reach. There's been a lot of fighters like that with Tank Davis. That have longer, a lot, like I think almost all his opponents have longer range than him and longer reach because he's a small kid. But Tank Davis has been throwing left hooks and knock the motherfuckers out since he was seven years old in the ring. There's levels to this shit, people. He had like 300, 400 fucking amateur fights. And I think he only lost one or two. 
I think he fucking fought those people and beat them later, just like Hagler did. When he lost to a couple guys in the pros, he went back and beat those motherfuckers. You know where he went? He went to, um, he went to Philly and went to the gyms in Philly with the Petronellis from here in Brockton, and they went and learned a little bit of uh, Philly show down there and spot with the guys he lost to. They respected Hagler that much. They allowed him to come in there. And Hagler was a, is a southpaw, but he would switch to orthodox all the time. He was really, um, go watch some of Hagler's fights, people. Don't watch, well, yeah, definitely watch the Hearns three rounds and Duran and the, the, the you know, the four kings, right? Duran, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll do it in my order, the order I think it should be. Hagler, I would say Sugar Ray because he won a medal, right? Hearns, I think Hearns is a little better than Sugar Ray, but Sugar Ray is really, really good. Duran is fourth. You know why Duran is fourth? Because he was never a middleweight. He won four belts underneath in the lighterweight divisions. He was never a middleweight. He would just blow up so much in between fights. So he had to go to uh, middleweight because he couldn't cut the weight no more. You know what I mean? He started eating good. He come from fucking nothing. You know what I mean? Panama City. You know what I mean? He's just a savage. Are you people gonna go? You younger people go and older people that never seen this shit. That have no fucking clue about this shit. Go back and watch fights. I got my uh, grandfather-in-law, uh, like about five stacks like this high of VHSs, all old fights. And my my first really professional trainer, uh, he had like more than that. So I used to always watch old fights with him too. He reminded me of like a, of a like like a Casamato, but I respected his son so much. His sons, and I respected his son and his sister and his mom. I know him since I was a little kid, so I respected him a lot. You know what I mean? Not because uh, because how good he trained his my friend. You know what I mean? His son and his other son was a good boxer, but his son that was two years ahead of me in school, a dear friend of mine, uh, really good at boxing. Uh, Golden Glove champ, uh, Junior Olympic champ, uh, ten and two or eleven and two or twelve and two as a pro. He lost the same kid twice. Then he lost to a kid, so he's like twelve and three, and then he passed away from an overdose. After he lost his mom and father, it was really hard for him. You know, see, I I grew up around a lot of Italian kids, and they were really close to their mom, mother and fathers, but they were tough kids in the you know in the streets, and uh, that's why I always respected them all. You know what I mean? I didn't have my father to look up to because I never met my father until I was 32. So he almost met a left hook from me. That's why I always said to my father, I'm just going to give him a fucking good one and say, you're a fucking shitbag. I didn't even deserve my fucking kids. Like, and I know it wasn't his fault because my mother left him. And my uncle gave my, me, I was a little baby, so I don't remember this. This is what I was told. My uncle Jimmy, who died uh, two years ago, God bless his soul, gave my mother and me a ride to the airport in Pittsburgh, and we flew right here, and we lived with my aunt and my uncle, and I stayed there for the rest of my life. So I was in diapers, so I don't even remember that. You know what I mean? So uh, the reason why the fuck was I saying that? I'm trying to remember why the fuck I was saying that. So anyways, I grew up in an Italian neighbor. That's what, yeah, that's what I was saying. So I grew up in an Italian neighbor, so my uncle... Uh, George Plant, I love you. I know you're still out there. I know I'm gonna come see you. I think I know where you live now. Uh, I love my uncle George. I love my aunt Becky, who's dad. She's my favorite aunt. Uh, my mother's in Italy for the past 14 years. My stepfather got 
transported for two pills. Uh, it goes to show you, all right, if, if someone don't like you, that's a coward, that's a official or whatever, because most of them fucking are. But there are some that can handle themselves, obviously, right? But uh, but we have some real cows that make our laws. If, if, if a politician or someone don't like you, well, they're going to make your life miserable. They're going to try to get you, you know, especially if my stepfather is one of those type of guys that thinks he knows everything. I used to always tell him, you know, you're going to get yourself in trouble, Claudio. This guy's your best friend. This guy's your best friend. All these guys you would be hanging with, I never even knew these guys. I'm like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Where the fuck did this guy from? And I would leave my mother's house. She used to live right next door to me here, right? So uh, I go over there. I see my friends over there. Because my parents, my, my mother and my stepfather were really cool. My mother smoked weed around me when I was a kid. So no, she wasn't a bad mother. You know, she actually gave me a lot of love. I was a bad son. I had that father to give me that. But I was never jealous of my friend's parents. Like, they always treated me really good. So uh, when a lot of my friends lost their parents, they went, like, downhill, a lot of them. I mean, it's sad. It's really sad. They're all really tough fucking stand-up guys, not scared of nothing, always stood up for themselves. And I had a cousin just like that. I was talking to him the other night. He's a biker down in fucking South County. He's been in a biker thing for a long time. He grew up. He lived there for three years, then he moved out to Pittsburgh, where, where he was born, where I was born, but I, I lived there my whole life. Like I only went back there for the first 10 years of my life, for like two weeks during the summer, so my mother's side of my family could see me, and my father's side of the family could see me. I never met my father, because he was doing 10 years down in fucking Florida. So the apple don't far, far, far from the, far from the tree, right? That's the old quote, right? So I ended up doing time when I was 19, uh, upstate, I don't know, never, no county bits, upstate, indicted, uh, and then got out when I was 21, tried going out with my girlfriend, was my wife, uh, we'll be together 31 years, uh, this, uh, my, this, this March right here, or three weeks ago, we, 31 years, so uh, if it wasn't for her, maybe I would have been, a, a, you know, in Cali somewhere, you know, running drugs from fucking Florida, who knows? Or maybe I would have got married to someone else. Who knows? All I know is I, I prayed for an angel of God. I'm like, please don't give me one of these head cases, one of these pretty girls that, that, just, that, that are fucking clueless about life. She came and picked me up with my mother. And it wasn't for that reason, I don't think. I don't think it was set up like that. Um, but, yeah, we ended up kissing the next night. And, you know what, honestly, like, I felt like I was... Uh, I felt like my answer, my president answered because uh, I actually seen the fireworks. Like I, I actually loved her. Like, because I, I, we were already friends prior to this for years. I always respected her. She wasn't like a, one of the hoes. You know, the girls that hung around us crazy nuts. Well, none of them were hoes. You know what I mean? Maybe a few, but but you're young. You know, you're teenagers. You know what the fuck else are you gonna do? You know what I mean? But my my wife, she wasn't one of those girls. And if anyone ever talked shit to her, I used to see her. So that's what turned me on. You know what I mean? But she was going out with my best friend when they were teenagers. You know what I mean? So I never went there. Obviously, I just would never go there. My friend, none of my friends girls. You know what I mean? I never had to do that. I had my own girls. You know what I mean? But uh, they weren't going out for two years, like, when we started going out. Like, they were broke up for a long time. They weren't, you know, he was foolish to let her go. You know what I mean? In my opinion. Guess what? He ended up being my best man at my fucking wedding. All right, so he's the first friend I had here when I uh, when I moved here. My aunt and uncle were his 
mom and father's best friend. You know what I mean? So an Italian neighborhood, right? So once parents, this is what I've noticed, once parents start dying, I'm sure I'll be, you know, when my mother goes, uh, and I talk to my father, like, you know, once in a while, once a month or something like that. Sometimes, you know, like, I don't mind talking to him because I know that's where I come from and I've met him. I've been there like five years out of my life uh, as an adult recently. Uh, like five years ago, six years ago, I went there and I was there like five years prior to that. Every year I'd go there for like a week or two weeks to see my grandparents before they died. And uh, so I stayed at his house and my uncle's house. So uh, so I got to know him. You know, but I offered him out. <laughs> I offered him, see, this is why I get the anger and the rage issues. Because I grew up without a father and I was like um, ashamed as a kid. So you know what it was? You know what I did? I, I kicked ass in sports. Like, I'd always be playing in first grade and second grade and third grade. I was always playing with the older kids' sports before school and after school. I was never playing with kids my age, only in school. I loved all my friends from my grade. But then in eighth grade, I got kicked out, and then um, I was always working part-time jobs. So ninth grade, I just said, fuck school. I already know math, very good trigonometry. I knew how to read very well, American history, world history very well. Uh, write very good, read, all that stuff. So um, I just read a lot of books. And I went back, I, I went to work full time, and uh, then I got into the union. And, uh, you know, after I met my, uh, you know, started going out with my girl, my wife, who's my wife since 2001. So, yeah, we got married in 2001, but she saved my life. You know what I mean? So I was lucky I had someone that I would actually listen to because she had a brain on her shoulders. She had a, she used to party with us when we were teenagers, but she didn't party all the time. She'd go to work all week and always like really responsible. So I'm like, you know, it was the right woman, you know what I mean? So I just listened to her and I stay out of fucking trouble. But I, uh, when you come out of prison, it's not like um, you don't uh, get any better. You get worse because you have that convict mentality. And when you, like the second night I was out, I was at a bar and everyone was coming up to me that I'd have seen in a year and a half or whatever the fuck it was. Um, like, I don't know, 16 months or something. I got a 20 year state prison bid with a two years of serve split sentence because I tried to go in the Marine Corps. Uh, it was right when uh, uh, Iraq invade, invaded Kuwait in 90, 91. So I uh, tried to go in the Marines and they checked my fucking record there and they're like, we're not giving you an AR-15. That's what uh, the, the fucking, what's it called, said, the, um, whatever they're called, recruiter. And um, I'm like, well, I was shooting an AR-15 yesterday. You don't have to give me one. I go, what are you afraid of? What are you going to beat the fucking, my uh, drone instructor up or sergeant up or something like that? Like, is it that who you want? And that's what my mentor said, who was a Marine for eight years. He was uh, six years and then two years in the brig. He was a heavyweight champion there. He's the one who taught me how to box. But I was already a tough kid. I, I could already fight. But once he taught me the basics and the fundamentals, and I practiced them over and over and over again, because I got sick of lifting weights. It just got boring. So I'd, I'd go to his cellar. He would let me go to his cellar instead of going to the gym and hitting the bag and then going to lift weights and getting too big. Like, uh, I'd just go hit, I'd go to his house. I'd hit the heavy bag, hit the speed bag, do a bunch of push-ups, pull-ups, dips, uh, you know, abs, and then I'd run from this house all the way back to my place, and that was like a three, four, 
five mile run. You know what I mean? So that was my training for a good year. And then uh, my friend's father, someone hooked it up that, you know, said, you know, you should go train with uh, Mr. Signiano. And uh, that guy, I would have, uh, I would do anything he said to me training. He would yell at me and um, I would listen. And uh, he taught me so much. Like, my mentor taught me a lot, like all the all the real fundamentals about boxing, but uh, and how to you know keep everything you know really clean and technical. But uh, my my real trainer who trained me, my mentor was a bookie, so he couldn't train me. He's on the fucking phone all day. You know what I mean? Taking action, still to this day. So, um, any you guys want fucking uh, action? Anyone that knows me, you want you want to see if my fucking mentors and his brother, if they got better lines uh, for the fights or. Any of uh, the games that you guys, uh, any game, they take action on everything, fucking all day long. They always, you know, so you, if, if you don't like FanDuel or DraftKings or any of these other bet, any of these betting sites, let me know. Like, it was a misdemeanor back in the day, and now it's legal. So, yeah, let me know, because I get uh, hook you up with a, a phone number, but you just got to be legit, because, you know, you don't want these people at your door, and they will find you if you don't pay. But they will pay you if you win. And that day, or whatever you guys set up, you know what I mean, or a weekly thing or whatever, but they would pay you right on the spot after you win. On my kids, I know that for sure. All right? So, yeah, how I know for sure is because I, I used to go with them and drop up money. My mentor and his, his younger brother, you know, he's a bookie too, so I was with him, like, when he's... You know, football cards and shit. And I take action on football, too. Um, but, yeah, so I was talking about taking action on football. When the Patriots won the first Super Bowl, me and my friend that's gone, Wayno, big, big 300-pound fucking six-fucking-foot-four, nicest kid in the world. Like, like, never started no problems. Like, the nicest person in the world. Uh, he died of an overdose. I lost, like, 70 friends, like, the 60, 70 friends. Like, dear friends. So me and him were taking action all the time on football, you know. And uh, we we woke up early Super Bowl Sunday morning to try to figure out how we could win no matter what happened during the Super Bowl. So it was 100 to make 400 on the Patriots. And um, all we had to say is 100 to make 250. Everyone took the Patriots. So everyone would have still took the fucking Patriots. You know what I mean? So if we would have said 250 in between both of us, we're both smart. But we were sniffing, uh, I think we snuffed uh, snuffing 80 or something. This was back in fucking 99, 2000, or two, no, 2000, 2001. That's the first time I ever did fucking painkillers in my life. I, I never liked pills uh, growing up. Just drinking and sniffing cocaine and selling cocaine. That, that's what I did time for my second thing. So, yeah, you get caught out there, and it's very easy. So that's why I tell you these stories, people. So I hope you don't make the same mistakes I made. But it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And, uh... My wife, it is really true. A good woman makes a, a good man a better man. You know, so uh, I, I, I owe all my, uh, my freedom, all that stuff to people who have my back that I didn't even know about till later, till like my second state. I figured it out in my mind. I go, how the fuck did I get these really good plea bargain deals without selling my soul and telling cops to go fuck themselves and feds and all these fucking law enforcement, uh, you know, people that caught me and shit, I'd say, yep, let's go, I know the fucking routine, let's go. And I just would, you know, 
Jesus. They were never actually, actually asked me. I think they uh, they approached me one time, and that was after the armed robberies, right? And they said, you got anything you want to tell fucking uh, Frankie? And this is uh, a guy that used to work the beat around our neighborhood, and I played against him in fucking Little League Championships. He's a coach, and uh, his kid, uh, we were in the union together, so... Like, I respected this guy, and I, and I God bless his soul, I still, I will always, he was a Golden Glove champ, too. He's, like, one of the smartest cops in the neighborhood. So we'd actually wait till 4 in the afternoon to start selling joints. We, we wouldn't even sell uh, no no drugs till 4 o'clock until he was off duty, you know? So, uh, we, why the fuck was I bringing him up? And I'm sorry, like, I just fucking... It's gotta be, I'm fucking stoned. That's what it is, for weed. Why the fuck was I doing that for this game, man? It was a reason, I was trying to fucking look for food. Yeah, so you're, oh yeah, well, anyways, I can make a point out of this, okay? So that cop, right? He, he used to like, you know, he'll, he'd catch all of us, right? Not just me, all of us, right? And he would come up, one time he'd come up to me and say, y'all arrested already. And he grabs all of my other friends, makes them drop their fucking things on our main fucking street where we all hung on the front of the Kincaid Park wall. And he made, and you're not allowed to do that, but he did it, right? Made everyone drop their pants. I'm the only one that's got pot that day. Everyone was driving. I had a fucking pocket full of ones, fives, tens, and twenties. You know, like an idiot, right? But that's just the way it was. We all, all of us had money, right? They just didn't have no weed, so he couldn't take that money, right? He puts me in the car. What the fuck are you doing? Like, you could, you could be a fucking major league pitcher. You could be a fucking running back. You're so fast. You're so good at sports. What the fuck is wrong with you, Robert? What the fuck is wrong? You're yelling at me, slapping me in the face, everything. I'm like, I go, Frank, I, I, got, I got a mother. I don't got a father. I don't got someone to drive me. My mother's fucking drinking. She ain't driving me nowhere. She ain't got a fucking car. I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to get the fucking practice and shit? Hey, no coach is going to let me play if I'm not practicing. I got offers to go uh, play City League. Uh, move. All I was in Little League when I was in Pound League. I was already, like, advanced going. I went in the Little League because the catch, uh, catcher in Little League, Robbie Buttermill out there, he knows. Um, he asked me, Robbie, you, you know, my father will let you fucking be the pitcher. You know, walk there and throw three pitches at him, and he'll fucking he'll make sure you, you play Little League. And we'll win the fucking Little League. Uh, World Series this year, early World Series, and uh, that's what I did after three pitches. He was right, same exact what what he said. So yeah, he would always yell at me. He'd say, "Ronnie, you're too good for this. Like you're gonna stop selling pot and fucking joints, and you know you're only gonna you know move up the bigger and things, and you're gonna get a lot of fucking time. You know, you've already done juvie time and all this. And this before I was doing juvie time. Like, he was trying, just trying to help me. He was trying to like say, you know, stay away." It's really hard to stay away from your friends when your friends are like your family. You know what I mean? I was never home. I was always out. This is what's the difference about your generation, the younger generation. In my generation, like, we were out 100 deep, 200 deep every single fucking day. No bullshit. Or we were at someone's house, but we were, we'd always go back to the front of the wall or inside the park because people would drive from everywhere to get joints from 100 of us that were selling joints all day long, you know what I mean? So um, they would walk right in the park. You know, just, uh, yeah, they started raiding the park and everything. they come in from the back, the sides, everywhere, and we had a place to go. We had a, a, a good
with a skate boom and a lot of us would get away all the time. So uh, it was kind of funny, like a, a nine, eight, nine year period. We made a lot of money as teenagers, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's a different era. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird era, it's a different era. Like in 93 when I was watching UFC, when I was, and I played the first UFC on, uh, was it Dreamcast or, uh, or the first Xbox, one or the other. And uh, it sucked because you had to hit six different fucking buttons before it would fucking do one punch or one kick. So I'm like, this is going to take me forever to learn because I was already playing Madden. That was easy. I was playing um, EA hockey all the time. That was easy. Um, like, you know, those are the games I played baseball, basketball. So I loved those games. But UFC was hot. I was playing uh, golf. You know what I mean? Everything that was, like, really hot, I would love to play. You know what I mean? But... That, uh, the first UFC game, I never gave it a, enough ch a chance because it was Tito Ortiz all the time, and um, he's the first character they allow you to use, I think, until you build up attributes, and I didn't really want to learn it because it's so aggravating trying to learn it when I could just go on and have fun and play fucking uh, EA hockey or fucking that and, or basketball or, or baseball. Yeah, so, yeah, like, if you're a great athlete out there, you have a passion for something out there, you're younger and you're getting in trouble and you're at the bars every weekend and your life's not going nowhere and you know it in your head, well, listen to your gut. Stay home. Don't go out on the weekends. If you get sick of partying, you will get sick of it. All you're going to hear is the same fucking shit. When I go see my friends when they're drinking, I don't judge them. I'm just like, I cannot, like, I don't miss it. You know what I mean? After you're away from it for like four, five, six years, you don't even think about it no more. You know what I mean? So I don't like drinking. And I see friends that are doing the same shit. They're, they're smoking coke or sniffing it or whatever they're doing. You know what I mean? It's none of my business. I don't judge them. I used to do it too. But when I see them, it's sad. You know what I mean? But I still go see them. You know what I mean? Certain ones. You know what I mean? That, um, you know, it's hard not to love your friends. You know what I mean? Even ones that I don't even talk to no more. Like I still love them. You know what I mean? I want to see the best happen for them. I hope they don't die or... My, my little brother, I hope he don't die. He's been shooting that shit in his arm for 23 years. You know what I mean? So, you know, this kid, I, told, I tell him all the time, he killed a lot tougher kids than you, Keith, than my brother. You know, so, yeah, I, I, I dread that call. I hope I never get that call. I hope my brother sees the light. I hope he uh, figures it out. You know what I mean? Because you can't get someone sober unless they want to get sober. And that's one thing people that learn out there, too. When you want to get sober, you'll get sober. You ever been like up at five in the morning and the birds are surfing and you're like, fuck, man, I can't believe it up there. It's five in the fucking morning. And, and your boy pulls out an ounce of coke and you got plenty of money on you because that's what you do, you sell drugs. So you just keep the party going. You know what I mean? So, like, that's craziness. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> but yeah, I had a good time. But then it wasn't a good time. When I was coming home after, you know, being out all night, my wife fucking worried sick or trying to fucking look for me and kill me with a fucking machete or something. Like, never let your girl know where your guns are. Never let them know where your pistol is or whatever. You know what I mean? Because they'll fucking shoot you. My wife would shoot me. All right, people, uh, those texts are pretty legit, man. Like, I listen to uh, Pulses for me. Listen to, my, listen to Kiwi Jay. They're all very smart. They... They know fights, but here's the thing. Every time someone doubts something, 
I say, no, 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 I'm, I'm sticking with what I stick with. And uh, as you can see, 200 wins over losses. And that's just every UFC card, every Bellator card, every elite boxing match. And uh, that, it's just not a physical thing, but it is, because it's got a dopamine rush for when you win a battle. You know, whatever you win, you're going to get that back tenfold back to the bookie. I guarantee it. Unless you're a um, professional gambler. I do have a friend that fucking gambles. He's a very smart gambler. Like, he'll only bet shit that he's sure about. And he gets inside information or whatever. There is such thing as uh, professional gamblers. They're not online. Uh, whoever says they're expert fucking pick. Did you believe a guy DM me yesterday and said, how come you're not answering my text? I go, who the fuck are you? I don't answer no I don't even answer my wife sometimes. I'm not answering you. And he's like, oh, I go, I don't gamble, dude. I just give people free picks once a fucking week. He's like, well, you'll make more money you ever made in your life. I'm like, what, dude? I go, oh, so you're an expert then. Uh, well, oh, like, you got inside for information? Okay, then, dude. I go, well, listen, I know fucking my mentor and his brother, like, like an uncle to me, well, well he's like, more like a father than me, my mentor. Yeah, his younger brother's like an uncle to me, you know what I mean? Um, he's an animal, he's a trained killer, you know what I mean? A savage, you know what I mean? That's who molded me, actually. But my friends molded me. You know, all the kids three and four, five years older than me, they're all savages, you know what I mean? Grew up with a lot of tough guys, and that made me tougher. When I was like 17, like, I knew I could beat any one of them, but, but, why would I want to do that? They always have my back, right? So loyalty is loyalty. I really hope everyone has a blessed week, weekend. We got fucking awesome fights. One, one FC is on tonight. We'll rush out MMA. Subscribe, subscribe and like this. Get it? We need this thousand. We need this thousand so we get monetized on YouTube. I give, uh, I give you guys freaking uh, killer mixes from our epic bands. I'm gonna start doing more of those weekly. Um, I give you motivational uh, clips at the end of my workouts. I'll just film like five, ten minutes of it just to motivate somebody. And it always motivates somebody. Someone always sends me an email and thanks me or comments and says thank, thank you. You know, I wasn't going to go to the gym today, but once I seen you doing it, 52 years old and killing it, and you know, with, 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 with your head injury and everything, you know. So, like, yeah, it's just, I really believe uh, training. If you, uh, been training all your life, you would know this. I, I've been training my whole life. I'm, I let myself go for a year or two. I was like 275, now it's 300 plus pounds, like just a fat slob. I wear these long shirts, I try to cover my stomach. It was just horrible. And uh, when I came up all those pain meds for 17, 18, 18 years, um, prescribed uh, a lot of them, right? Uh, I just felt better and better about myself. And uh, I just never wanted to wake up and have to do pills to feel normal. I mean, I don't want like liquid handcuffs or or powdered uh, handcuffs. You know what I mean? I don't want that shit. And uh, you can beat it out there. It's not gonna kill you. You will not die. You'll feel like you're gonna death or something. That's really temporary. You'll feel great in a week, two weeks tops. Uh, but the the pharmaceuticals like I came up, the painkillers, the breakthrough pain meds, all the Zanny bars that I was prescribed with, all of those together. It's the most emotional shit I went through. I'm not one urge to use, just the emotional rage, 
happy, sad rage, happy, sad rage. For the first two years, uh, I was on methadone for like 11 months, came off that. In 26 days, 130 milligrams, wasn't sick, felt great. Started training again right there. I was already training for that first year, just a little bit, right? Uh, but I, I went to the gym the, the last day, the last five milligrams I took, and uh, I haven't stopped since then. I'm like, I'll never stop training again. And I uh, got down to 220 in a year. And um, I still got it. You know what I mean? Like, if they would sanction me, I'd be in the, I'd be in the ring, no problem. I would love to fight anyone who wants to fight me out there, like local or anywhere else. You fucking fucking 25,000 in the fucking pot or, or 100 or even 10,000. I'd fight for free, actually. You want me to come spar with uh, UFC guys and teach you some fucking boxing, some hands? Any one of you guys, I'll come spar with any one of you guys. And I'm not, uh, I'm not a fanboy. I'll come give you fucking, give you a good sparring partner. I'm a heavyweight, so you better be ready to even 50% of a heavyweight's fucking hands on. You got really fast hands. Um, we go 50% because you got to fight. you got to win. I'm not going to hurt you. So you fighters want aspiring partner that got balls and knows how to fucking fight really well. And I'm not worried. I've been in 20 fights since side injuries. It's never bothered me. You know what I mean? So I'm not worried about that. But Green Mountain Coffee, I want to fucking sponsor. I fucking shut you guys out every fucking day. Tapology, what's up? StreamYard, what's up? YouTube, what's up? Spotify, what's up? Come on, man. iTunes, what's up? What are you guys? Give me a fucking platform, like a bigger one. You got these idiots. You got Jake Paul, the face of boxing, a Disney kid. Why don't you put it, make a Boston guy like me or a fucking New York kid or something, a Northeast B somewhere, fucking Jersey, fucking D.C., Baltimore, fucking, I don't know, Miami, some Cuban fucking boxer, uh, L.A., where there's some good boxers, Chicago. Detroit, a lot of good fighters in the United States. You other countries got to stop thinking that fucking U.S. is soft. Yeah, maybe our fucking, some of our government is, but uh, not all our people are. There's guys my age that are fucking elite savages, like Navy SEALs, that'll just fucking kill you in two seconds. If you uh, try to attack America or, or attack their family, if you ever tried to hurt my wife and kids, I'd kill you too. And I, I, I would, uh, I would bet my life on that. You'd have to kill me. I would definitely kill you. And that's only if you fuck with my wife and kids. So I'm not threatening nobody. America, people, is what it's all about. America. I love every country out there, but America. Remember where you come from. A lot of people died for our fucking freedoms, and our ancestors were savages that came over here. Rocky Rizzo, what's up, dude? You spreading the good word out there in FLA, brother? I hope so, dude. You should have did that with me that night, dude. Like, I had to shut up and shit. Kind of made me look like an asshole, bro, because I don't like, uh, like, uh, what's it called? Like, say I'm doing something for a whole week, and it's on fucking YouTube all week, and then I don't do it. That don't make me look good, dude, so... But I did do it by myself, you know what I mean? I think I did. But I got rid of that channel. Like, I, I should do something like that. Like, 
just rant about fucking life and shit. So maybe it'll help somebody out there, and I think it will. You know what I mean? I don't think there's enough people that do that. I mean, I think more people should. I know there are people that do it. Um, I got some ideas. You know what I mean? I'm very creative. I made two worldwide rap albums with my uh, producer from my two albums, and uh, I played bass, and uh, yeah, we practice every week. Did cover songs and I could write a fucking, I could play bass, play guitar, I could sing, I could rap, because that's what I did with two rap albums. I'm working on my third one, I'm writing for that one right now. I'm going to do my own beats, I'm creating my own beats. And uh, hopefully, some beat makers out there will give me some dope beats because it's all about the beat. So if you give me a really good beat, then I can put the right to it really good. But it's got to be a great beat. I'm going to use samples from some of my favorite bands and some of my favorite rap groups, you know what I mean? I'll give them a cut, I'll give them a 1%, 2%, 3%, 5% I'll ask them for permission, you know what I mean? But uh, we'll see what happens. My life is crazy, I have to commit. Yeah, I know, that's why I said, I said, you sure you want to do this? You don't want to ask me. I didn't ask you, dude. You asked me. I said, all right, what day is going to be good for you? What night's going to be good for you? What morning? And you said, Sunday night's no problem. So. Dude, it's all right, dude. I'm not, it's not personal, dude. I'm just busting your balls because kind of made me look bad. And I had to do it myself. You know what I mean? So you see how, Paul's? I told you, you don't have to show your face. You don't have to use your real name because of the work you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? No one can judge you, uh, Maki. And I know you're a good man. Trust me, I know. We FaceTime. I talked to you. I, I, looked, I looked you right in the eyes. Even though it was on FaceTime, I could see you. And I know you're... You know, you're a class act, you're a good man. I really think with, with someone like you and someone like me could save some lives out there. You know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, look at, what, what, what are we doing? It's like 120000 a year here in America just from fucking overdoses and that fentanyl bullshit. They ain't so real heroin no more. Where's the fucking uh, honor in the fucking drug game, man? I sold drugs, man. I, I was honorable. I cut my cocaine because it was so good. Like strong, man. Like fucking rocket fuel. Yellow biscuit. I put a fucking quarter ounce on every ounce of Nazitar. I'm not using Ajax or nothing trying to kill people. You know what I mean? What the fuck is wrong with you drug dealers, man? It's fucking a license of steel out there. <laughs> I would never fucking trust none of you motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Because you're putting fentanyl in that shit. Why would you want to kill off people doing cocaine? Cocaine, like... It's going to kill you eventually anyway. It's going to kill your heart every time you fucking do it. Every time I was sniffing limes or whatever, like that was scarring my heart every single fucking time. That's what uh, a doctor told me one time. Because, uh, like, I was, uh, I was, I think I was getting a tooth pulled or something like that. I, or maybe it was a dentist who told me. Uh, yeah, it was a dentist. And they said, you know, you know that, Robert, every time you do a line, like, you're scarring your heart. Because this guy used to party. And he was like, you know, I was young. Crazy, you know, we can worry a shit, maybe even more than that. But our Thirsty Thursday guy, too, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it'll fuck up your sense of nervous system. Like, I'm not saying don't have fun when you're young. I'm not saying that at all. I did. You know, you might be a hypocrite. I'm not judging you at all. I'm just, I want to just save people's lives. I, I, I hope people, uh, if I could come off that shit with a fucking, um, with a uh, addictive personality like mm-hmm. I got, like, Anyone can do it, man. You know what I mean? Anyone can do it. It's, you're going to feel like you're going to die, Maki Rizzo. I'm sure I uh, agree with this. You'll feel like you're going to die, but you won't. 
You won't die. You will not die. You will not fucking, uh, you'll die coming off benzos or alcohol. If, if you drink alcohol from morning till night, if you come off that fucking dry, you have a chance you could die. I come off Xanax uh, for three months and uh, for, for the union thing, for the political thing, you know, $30,000 cost me to get a three-month sentence. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't sleep for fucking almost two months, and I found these shallow that the fucking crazy nuts were getting. And I buy them off them to fuck up, uh, give them a bunch of canteen or something, give them fucking food and shit. And uh, I just do, like, 25 milligrams. I break off 20, like, 400 milligram pills. I break off 20, and I snip it, and I'd be... Honestly, 10 minutes later, my son made the come. So, the last month I slept and I got out and uh, never fucking got around my box. You know what I mean? And my dear friend, you know, in the union. Why would I? Why would I? Even after my head injury, I fucking, you know what I mean? I was here to do a little more, act like a fucking Scottoo, like a fucking, like Junior Soprano, <laughs> like a fucking. Like a fucking Maja uh, Magacha, Picha Magona, Basha, Basha, like a bitch. That's Basha. Basha is bitch in Italian. A Basha. Yeah, I was going to be a bitch. They wanted me to go upstairs for three to nine months from ICU. I go, oh, I'm going home. My wife will take care of me. I got a nice king size bed. I got a fucking nice couch. I'll be fine. I'm going to rest. And uh, yeah, I was, that happened on a Tuesday, brain surgery, an hour later. 50-50 chance they had to cut my head open. That's why I got a scar there. Pull my skull back, stop the bleeding inside, staple it back. I woke up two days later. They they told my wife she might be wiping my ass the rest of my life. I woke up, pulled the fucking tube up. Now I remember what happened. I see my fucking in-laws and my and my family, both of all my family, like staring at me, like thank God you're alive and you're talking and you're fine. And I'm like, what happened? And I, told me, I thought, I go, oh, I remember, that's right, so I don't know if the cops came and fucking fucked up that fucking uh, railing, I had no idea, and uh, you know what, even if they did, they had the fucking right to, because I kind of disrespected them, you know what I mean, so, but it wasn't them, I was doing it to, you know what I mean, it had nothing to fucking do with them, so maybe they thought in their mind that we, we just thought we were above the law, I never thought I was above the law, I just, what's right is right. You know what I mean? Eye for an eye, two for two. I still think it's these large corporations doing this shit behind the scenes. Oh, of course it is, bro. Of course it is. Like, I'm not going to say that shit on here because uh, not that I'm scared. I, I'm not. I want to make money. You know what I mean? I want to make money doing this because I, I, I kind of have a passion for this now. I just want to, you know, I, I like technology. I've worked hard my whole life. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, running seven water tunnel fucking shifts uh, on seven different water tunnels. You know what I mean? I've worked a lot even prior to that. Different jobs. You know what I mean? So, I want to work smarter, not harder. You know what I mean? Uh, real raw talking fights and then throw some life in there and some killer music. I mean, I could do that all day long. And, you know, this is all being audio version out to every podcast app. So, I'm already monetized there. Yeah. I need people to fucking mock you. Help me the fuck out, dude. All the days that end in Y. That was me. Well, that's every day, dude. <laughs> that was me in the 80s as a teenager every day, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I probably like a rock star. Like, 
That's why I look at my friends. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, but they weren't selling fucking drugs like I was. Some of them were, you know what I mean? But while well, those guys are dead, you know what I mean? Um, I said, sad. I got friends out there that are still fucking getting fucked up to this day. And they're fucking 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 70. You know, and then I got younger kids, you know, like my brother, like six, seven, eight years younger than me. Uh, I've been banging fucking garbage in his arms every fucking day. You know, it's sad. You know what I mean? I lost so many friends like that. Like, I've been to so many wakes. Um, yeah, it's horrible. It's really fucking sad. Man. I think of my friends every fucking day because they were like family. Like I said, your friends are like family. When you grow up with a single mother who's an alcoholic and, you know, a fucking, you know, crazy fucking nut, um, you know, you don't have a father, your friends are your family. And uh, that's just the way it was. So those guys are hard to replace. But not like I don't have a family. I have, I have aunties and aunts and uncles, but the ones that I really was close to, they're all gone. They're all, you know, went, some of them went way too early. Some went, you know, in their 90s. My grandparents just died. My my, my wife's uh, grandparents, both of our grandparents died, like both sides. And I liked a lot, you know what I mean? Um, her father died away. Like a lot, like I love, I love my in-laws. I can actually say I'm probably one guy out of a lot of guys that probably don't like the the majority's up there. The percentages are high that don't like the in-laws. I actually like my in-laws. I love my in-laws because I love their daughter, and they knew all the shit I was involved in with young, and they still, you know, never gave me a hard time because they knew I loved their daughter. You know what I mean? So yeah, they never held it against me. So it was good. So I can actually say I do love my, I respect my in-laws. And I'm so grateful I have a good woman that smartened me the fuck up. Uh, the pill thing, right? I was prescribed those things. Um, I went back to work for eight, nine, ten more years. You know what I mean? I had another kid, or I had to raise another kid. With my daughter who was ten and a half at the time, then my son was born. She was eight, eight when this was uh, when this hit, eight and a half, almost nine when this happened in 2003. Then my son was born two years, April 2003. This happened. He was born April 2005. So it's weird how I went through life and death experiences in my life, and she did that so many fucking times. Uh, just stupid, idiot shit too. Like just stupid. Um, I guess if you beat she death like that and all that shit, I guess you're here for a reason. So try to smarten up out there, people, you know what I mean? I, I can never tell you what to do. I can't I can't I can't even get my brother to stop. You know what I mean? Like I can't. He's gonna he's an adult. You know what I mean? You know what my son this year, right? In April. When he turns eighteen, after he graduates high school, he can leave. Like he wants to go leave and go live with his friends or whatever or go whatever, right? I can't fucking stop him. He's in the boat. Hopefully he don't do that. I don't think he's not. He's going to go to college just like his sister and uh, do very well, you know? And he's a really good basketball player, not just because he's my son. He's really fucking good. So we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? I went out see all the days. I, uh, and was, yeah. That's a fact result. But you know what? On, that was in the 80s. In the 90s, it was like Tuesday, dark nights. Uh, Thirsty Thursdays, you know, can't, I didn't want to wait till Friday, go on a Thursday. 
because I was always like, you know, making money and hustling. So, but here's the fucking thing about that. You all end up fucking paying for your fucking friends and shit like that. You know, you don't want to go out fucking drinking alone. You know what I mean? You don't want to go running the people that you don't even want to fucking drink with. You know what I mean? You want to drink with the people that you, you actually hang with, you know, every fucking day. So, yeah. Just the way it is. And then the union, and then, you know, I got like 50 of my friends in the union. So I had a lot of my close, dear friends. My stepfather, even my father-in-law. I got them all jobs in the union. You know what I mean? 51 people. I think there's like maybe one left. Uh, out of all those people, one left in the union? No, there's two. I got one kid in the laborers union because I had a, had a uh, the business manager over there and the one prior was like me a lot. I was friends with them. And uh, that allowed me to get him in there. And he's been there ever since. He's doing really well, made a lot of money. And then this other kid I got in uh, from the younger generation and all the other 50 other people I got in. Like 49 of them didn't last. A couple of them went to other unions, and uh, they didn't. There wasn't a lot of tunnel work, and when there was tunnel work, only like you know, people that fucking new people, you know, were on those jobs. And I was one of those guys. I was actually like left-hand man for my boss, uh, loyal to the end. You know, and he picked the right fucking person. He he actually offered me that job. I was I never had to go piss after that job. He offered me to merit credibility. Hold your head up high, people. Respect yourself. Put your fucking shoulders up. Put your fucking stand up tall. I'm, 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 I'm like sitting on a computer chair. In the back, I'm not sitting up. But uh, yeah, stand up tall. Respect yourself. And, uh, you know, use this up here. Like, your brain is so important. We, they say we only use 10% of it. I definitely use way more 10%. I know I do. That's all this data came out, come out of my head. I got to take a day off once a while, just step back and examine it all and say, man, is this really going to work? Because I write down my ideas all the time, because if I don't, I'll fucking forget them. And plus, I'm writing, you know, a new album, a third album for the second time. And now that I'm not on all those pills, imagine how good I'm going to be now. I was better than average with my with my rap, right? Imagine how good I'm going to be now, because now when I'm writing my songs, I'm like, wow, I can write a lot better now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, the difference with sobriety... You know I smoke weed, I don't drink. This is ice fucking coffee, man. It's ain't booze. On my kids, on my wife, everything I fucking hold sacred. My wife would come in and tell you, you know what I mean? Ice coffee. I drink about fucking eight a day, ten a day sometimes. Uh, and working out, training, and always like thinking smarter and building businesses, you know, legal businesses. Uh, you'll never see me selling drugs again. Like cops came to my house one time, detectives, I go, you're like 26 years too late. Like legitimately, that's why I said, you're 26 years too late. But, uh, you know, life, like, it's not an easy thing, people. But a coward dies a thousand deaths. So instead of trying to be a problem, part of the problem, be part of the fucking answer. You know what I mean? Like, help someone out there. Like, tell someone you love them or something. Make someone's day. I don't know. Do something nice. Like, I, my first poll officer said, don't do anything violent. Don't do anything violent. And uh, 
a year and a half ago, two two years ago, uh, I had an uh, MRI in my brain, like since 2003, I was on first time since 2003, since I you know, was in a coma for two days, I went through brain surgery. It all healed up perfect. He just won the, I had a seizure a week prior, and uh, he wanted to find out why I had a seizure. So I had a 72 hour brain scan where I had all these wires, but I was home, I was on the side, I put a new battery in every day. I'm not going to a hospital for fucking three days. There's no way. And he's, he goes, oh, no, we can do it. You know, just come in. They'll put the, all these fucking things on your head. And so he, he sits me down. He goes, you got rage issues. I go, what do you mean? I got rage issues. I go, I've never hurt a woman, never hurt a child, never hurt an elderly, never heard, never been a bully, never hurt, like, how much animals, any of that shit. I, but I did have rage issues. I was fucking pissed off. So, uh. So that's when I, I, I started to chill out a little bit. I go, damn, Bobby, you can't let people get to you. You cannot let fucking trolls online, uh, road rage. Uh, you see someone walking with a mask in their car with their windows up in there by themselves. You can't let that bother you. Like, it's all these little things that bother me. You know what I mean? And it, it, he just showed me this little part of the brain. I think it's like right here or right here. He says, see this, that part of your brain, that's like your happiest, sadness stuff, right? He says, you have like a big thing that goes up. It says, that means you have rage issues, so you better be careful, right? You have a bad temper? I go, yeah. He goes, well, you know, you're going to end up hurting somebody. You're going to end up killing somebody. You know what I mean? That kind of rage is uh, like Bill, Bill Bixby fucking shit. The Hulk, don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry type shit? Yeah. That's exactly what the fuck it is. So that's why, like, I don't drink. I don't go out the bars and drink because someone's going to have liquid courage, say something stupid, and I'm going to end up fucking calling my wife to get me out on bail or calling a friend to get me out on bail. I have to pay thirty to 50000 to a lawyer. And I'm going to have to use a fucking Davis from judges that used to be my lawyers that are judges now. You know, so I just don't want to go through that. So I just avoid it all together, stay home, and stay out of trouble. You know, but uh, you'll figure that out when you're like 25, in between 25 and 30, your brain will mature, and you'll, uh, even though I was like a 30-year-old when I was like 16, 17, easy. When I was 13, I felt like I was a 21-year-old. I always thought I knew it all, you know what I mean? And I, I didn't know a lot of things, but, uh, like, <laughs> you, you keep doing wrong. You keep doing, selling drugs or whatever you're doing, doing drugs, if you're selling them, uh, if you're doing fucking armed robberies, if you're in a bad way, you're doing shit, get away from that shit, because uh, it's only going to ruin your life. And uh, a lot of you people ain't going to be able to hack it. I hate to say it. I was a lot of fucking savages my whole life, so it was easy for me to hack. Because when I went into juvie, I would run into people I knew from the streets. When I went to prison, I knew fucking like 20 people right up the fucking back come up. So it was never a problem for fucking me. I was, that, that was my mindset. Right up the back, I go, the first person looks at me wrong, second person, drop him. Uh, that was my mindset. So you don't want to be in that mindset, people. It, it's a waste of life. It's cowboy. It's cowboy. -ness. I have a track called cowboy. -ness. That's what, exactly what it's called. And, uh, like, you want to... 
prove it. Like my wife and dear friends used to say to me, you have nothing to prove, Robbie. Why? Like, why do you do this? Fuck it. You got nothing to prove. That's why I started boxing because people want to see me start getting arrested for getting in fights and being out late at night and, you know, fighting fucking adults when I was a teenager. You know what I mean? They were just trying to fucking stop me from, you know, give me a little bit more discipline, even though I was already training way before I started fucking boxing training, you know what I mean? But always hit the bag after I lift the weights and shit, so always play sports, you know what I mean? So yeah, athletic, if you're athletic, you will fight, you know what I mean? Even if you ain't athletic, you'll get athletic. If you train, you'll get there. So it's a lot of hard work. And, uh, you know, stick with it, people out there. Summer's coming, know you want to train hard and, you know, you want to make your wife happy and look at you and say, look at my husband, you know, he looks really good. You know, you take care of yourself. But if that ain't you, that's fine too. Go for a walk. Do it for your heart. Do it for your fucking organs, like insides. You can look great on the outside, but you don't know what's going on inside. So take your fucking, take some supplements, take some, uh, not steroids, supplements, vitamins and shit. You know, eat healthy and stay active. If you don't want to train like a fucking animal like I do, right, like fight training, um, just walk till you start breaking a sweat and push yourself a little bit, you know, and go a little bit farther every time. And do that four, five, six times a week. I promise you, you'll feel better about yourself. You start sweating every day. You'll fucking love to do it. You will love to do it. My uh, email is in, in the about on, my, on the YouTube channel, on this channel, on about uh, when you're on my channel. Subscribe, like Rizzo. Get some people to subscribe and like. I, I got like 80 fucking, almost 100 subscribers in the past 28 days. So fucking keep subscribing, people. I'm never going to let you down. My people ain't never going to let you down. The people I have on, and I, I'm going to have more people on. I'm going to have more podcast episodes with some pretty good fucking people. I'm not I'm not saying who because I don't want to fucking, you know what I mean? I don't want to say nothing. I just want to surprise people. That's all. Like, yeah, I'm not giving up podcasts. I mean, I like doing that. I like doing that a lot, actually. If you're the smartest man in the room, you're in the wrong room. And uh, that was my mentor's uh, younger brother who's like an uncle to me who told me that quote. I love quotes that, uh, that are real, that uh, actually... Uh, very fucking true. You know what I mean? Two quotes. So uh, all those old quotes, there's a reason they were written. And uh, oh, here's some more advice. Uh, if you, like, have, well, you think I'm kidding, right? I write every day, right? Yeah, that, right? Look, you think I'm joking. I'm trying to write, see? See, there's my third album in there. Look, it's not like an empty trust me. It's all writing in there. So I'm always writing like my ideas down, so I don't forget them. Then I go look at my stack of books and I read through every one of them. And uh, now I remember what I was going to do. I mean, it's not from the head injury. This is uh, the head injury didn't fuck me up at all. I remember. I just uh, I remember everything from my life. You know what I mean? It's just um, I cut people off once in a while. You know what I mean? When I'm talking, but it doesn't. Uh, it's not on purpose. You know what I mean? Rizzo, I hope everything's good, brother. I really do, brother. You're a good man. And uh, you got more than a year. You're doing really good, dude. And, yeah, you're right. But here's the deal, brother, right? Be one of those corporations. 
You know what I mean? You be one of those corporations. But with you and me, we'll actually give back and help people. I would love to use this platform to help a lot of fucking people. I would love to fucking do that. Uh, talking fights and, you know, being really passionate about fights and music. I know music. I'm a fuck. I wish I, I asked YouTube about a hundred times to give me my own uh, radio station. I'll, I'll run it 24-7 uh, to other people uh, coming in and doing eight hours. Chefs and I'll do eight hours and I'll run it like a champ and I promise I'll split all proceeds with you, you know, right down the middle. Not to give me a huge contract, just give me fucking really good money. Well, I'm worth because I'm a fucking music encyclopedia. I'm a fight fucking encyclopedia. Actually, can fight. So any, any of you pro fighters out there, you want to be a sparring partner? You need someone to roll on the ground with you? You need someone to throw tips at you and fucking punch you? And, 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 and be slick about it and show defense because I study fighting my whole fucking life and I. A lot my whole fucking life. So I'm like, mask it all. So Jorge, mask violence, mask all. I watched him on Joe Rogan. I'm really happy. He was in a dark place. He said after he got knocked up, I'm really happy. Don't sleep on that guy. I told people that even after he got shot, don't sleep on that guy. That was the first time he got knocked out. But I was doing this way before him. All right? So way before him. So uh, the, the band. I just shave underneath my neck, around my lips, you know, and just keep it uh, lined up really nice and short, you know what I mean? So I don't want it like this, you know what I mean? So, uh, I, I don't know, I, I, get, I think I get rid of it during a nice weather or something. But it grows in so quick. It's like when I had a mullet when I was like 14, 13 to 15, and I just started going high and tight, got sick of putting gel on my hair and shit. I fucking hated it. And not only that, you got long hair, you got someone by the hair, you just walk backwards. You got all the leverage. You know what I mean? Fighting is all about the. Uh, it's all all about right there, balance and and, and, uh, and movement and uh, power, speed, technique. You gotta you gotta do all the basics over and over and over and over and over again until you never have to think about it. So yeah, it's very boring. Uh, body weight training is the best training for fighting. I don't care what anyone says. Don't go lift weights to get big if you're going to fight. Go lift weights if you want to be a bodybuilder and look really good. But check this out. Body weight training and, and fight training, you're going to look fucking even better. You're going to look better. You're going to be shredded. You're going to be, look, 52 years old. Look, look, these are for show, right? These are to go. All right? So 52 years old, no gut, no, no fat slob, right? And uh, I used to be. Fucking five years ago, when I was on all those pills, was a fat fucking slob, uh, very overweight slob. And I was enjoying it. You know, I didn't give a, I was just shoving food in my mouth. I love eating, but two meals a day, and uh, I know everything starts in your gut, like diseases and shit, like cancer from processed foods and all the garbage. And that's the way they got to do it. You know what I mean? Because so many people, that's the way they have to do it to make it accessible for everybody. So. That's not a, uh, it's just the way they have to do it. There are better, cleaner ways they could do it, but everyone would have to adopt it, and there's always greedy motherfuckers out there. So, like my boy Rizzo was talking about, yeah, there's some corporations out there that are greedy. They got billions of dollars, but they're not happy. They want more billions. And they never have power in their life. So they, when they're billionaires, they have power. 
I was showing people a picture of Trump the other day. Uh, I was talking, I was telling my friend sent it to me. Uh, oh, my friend right there, Paul sent it to me. It, it showed uh, Trump like falling back and with all cops like around him. And I'm like, look, this guy couldn't even fucking protect himself if he wanted to. So all the people that make all the laws and, you know, politicians and, you know, governors and mayors, why do you think they ran for those jobs? A lot of them are good. You know, I mean, thank God we got good ones. You know what I mean? That actually want to do good for the people. We got more of those, like cops. They really they really uh, got their jobs to protect and serve. You know what I mean? So they're really good. It's a very hard job. But we all know there's shitbags in every, you know, there's shitbags and drug dealers. There's, there's shitbags in every fucking asset of life. So it's like you get these people that won a popularity contest and they don't listen to them. Like, it, you're a fucking brave person and you have respect for yourself, you have common sense and you're not no fucking stumad. You know how a fucking life works. Like, I'm not listening to nobody unless fucking I respect them and I know they're smart than I am. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about fucking intellectuals, man. In talking fucking like a hobbit professor. No. No, you'll never hear me talk like that. I'll be very polite. Yeah, I was in boot camp for four months. But I can say, sorry, yes, sir, man, I, man. Yeah, I could do that. That'd be really nice. So I'm not trying to hurt no one's feelings there. I'm just trying to uh, tell the truth. I can't sugarcoat nothing, people. I can't lie. I'm going to be honest. I hate fucking lies. I won't even talk to my family sometimes because they lie so much. I'm not even bullshitting you. And not just my family. I'm talking about people in general. I won't even call nobody because they lie. Do that fucking truth. You know what I mean? So just be true to yourself. And um, be honest, and if you're in that fucking life that I was in, then you kind of got to be a liar. You know what I mean? You can't fucking admit to everything you're doing wrong. You know what I mean? Just, uh, you might not think you could change your life, but you can. And it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Get addicted to proving people wrong. I've been doing that stuff as a young kid, proving people wrong. Right? fucking love doing it. I love pulling people's cards. I love people hearing. And I love when people hate. I know people hate that I'm doing good. I know. They're like, I don't fucking even do You know, kick out eighth grade and what school in ninth grade and uh, what the prison do fucking times. Yeah, before I was fucking 25 years old when I was in my teenage years and my early fucking twenties. I raised two beautiful kids with a beautiful wife and uh, I'm very fucking blessed. So yeah. Obviously, that takes fucking brains, right? And my kids never fucking suffered. They never went without like I did. And that's not, that's, not, that's not my mother's fault. You know what I mean? That was my father's fault. That's why I was fucking angry about my father. That's why I was ashamed. Because my father, my mother never tried to hunt them down or put fucking child's for any of that bullshit. You know what I mean? You know, when my, aunt, my uncle divorced, you know, just me and my mother. And then my brother and sister came and their father died when she was three months three months pregnant, but my mother had a lot of bad luck when she was younger. She had to be a mother and a father. I know how it is just to raise up my kids, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me, right? But my, my wife's such a good mother to the kids. All I had to do was just make the money, you know what I mean, give it to her. And then I didn't have to worry about nothing. You know? She let me do anything I wanted to do in my life, you know what I mean? So, yeah, there's, uh, there's hope out there, people. So if you're struggling, you know, get at me. Go on about, you see my fucking um, my, uh, email, I check them every weekend. 
I'm not on social media all the time. I'm not ignoring people on social media. I only promote, I'll send this there. I'll put shorts, uh, rails, because that's what all the experts tell me to fucking do, and that's what I do. I don't like going on fucking social media and fucking arguing with people because there's no consequences. I can't fucking reach through that screen and grab you by the fucking throat and you want to fucking left talk. So why am I going to fucking bother? You know what I mean? So, yeah, very rarely will you see me out. But I do check my uh, messenger once a week. I do check my emails. I try to check those, check those daily. I try. And I try to check, like, Instagram, Twitter, and fucking uh, Facebook uh, once a day, you know. And I'm on here Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Fridays with Pulse. And Kiwi joins in uh, most times. Um, uh, Jay joins in uh, most times. And, uh, and uh, we, we got some other people coming on, too. I'm going to have like 10 fucking people on there. Rizzo, you come on anytime if you want, bro. Uh, do our savaging picks, you know? But uh, Rizzo, I hope I see you tomorrow night uh, or tonight. Uh, but I hope you're doing well out there, but I really, honestly, uh, you know, prayers, but I hope you're doing good. All my new subscribers, all our new subscribers, all the, uh, the old school ones that have been with me uh, for the past two years, or I, well, about a year and a half, you know, yeah, about a year, about a year ago, I started taking this serious. I started learning how to do audio interfaces, all the things, uh, speakers. Learning how to fucking live stream, learning how to fucking like make files, uh, you know, pull up fucking slides, all that shit, so I can make this a better experience for people. And uh, I got a green screen over there, uh, got new lights. Uh, I'm gonna stop fucking with things. There's more things I can do to make it. Like I think I'll, I want to be different than every other fucking combat channel, channel that talks fucking elite MMA and elite boxing. Elite, you know, Muay Thai and fucking kickboxing, glory kickboxing, and fucking one championships, and uh, you know, Bellator, you know what I mean, and fucking top rank, fucking uh, the zone, fucking uh, BT Sports over there in England, uh, Ireland, or uh, Mexico, all the great boxing fucking uh, promotions, all the great uh, mixed martial arts promotions uh, over there in Thailand. Uh, the Philippines, fucking uh, Japan, fucking China, Russia, like all those great fucking combat athletes, you know what I mean? France is making a move, Italy, they're starting to have MMA, the boxing gyms over there, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's Irish and uh, mostly Irish, a little bit Sicilian and a little tiny bit German. So, uh, those are my ancestors, you know what I mean? So. Life is tough, people. It's going to throw curveballs at you. It's going to throw screwballs at you. Fucking sliders, fucking change-up. Fastballs, 110 miles, 20 mile fouls. Fastballs, 120 mile fouls. Fastballs, then the next pitch will be a fucking... The next thing I like that will come at you will be at 20 miles per hour. So it will always be changed. So always be ready to slip and, slip and move, slip and move, slip and rip, slip and rip. You know what I mean? And uh, believe me, life is worth living. It's... Uh, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Like we are blessed to have this time on this earth, and it's tomorrow's never promised. And uh, there's a lot of money to be made out there. You just gotta go for it. Find something that you're passionate about. 
and show people your work ethic, and eventually the right person will see you or the right people will see you. You'll start getting off the deals. And they'll be smaller for us, and they'll be get, get bigger, they'll get bigger, they'll get bigger. And uh, success is the best revenge. And I've never, ever been unsuccessful in my life. I've always made money my whole fucking life. Um, obviously, when you're in prison, you can't make a lot of money, right? But every time I came out of prison, the first thing I would do is start making money again, right? Unfortunately, just, you know, I was selling drugs, you know what I mean? And uh, then I got caught, I got out, and I got in the union because that job was offered to me. I would have never got that charge if I took that job, that union job that was offered to me like three years fucking prior. My own stupid fault. But this is a Friday episode. I wanted to do uh, a little longer episode today, give you guys some positive fucking shit at the end, some real shit. About people say they don't run some large channels. Well, yeah, maybe in fucking... On that sports and shit, absolutely, because we got real motherfuckers like me, and there's some real motherfuckers over there that actually, you know, understand life and uh, are smarter than most people. You know what I mean? Uh, so just keep your brain sharp. You can do that very easily by reading. Not the news, not the fucking news, not the newspaper. Read books. Read non-fictional books. If you like fiction, too, throw some fiction in there, too, because there's nothing wrong with that either. But learn about life. Learn about history. Learn about the great thinkers. Learn about the pyramids. Learn about like, really interesting things. And uh, you'll find out like history always repeats itself. Be smart. Take care of your family. Uh, think about your wife and kids. Can you protect your fucking wife and kids? That's a really hard question to answer, huh? I'm sorry I had, the, I had to say it. I had to fucking ask it. You know why? Because I'm not scared to ask those fucking difficult questions. Can you protect your wife and kids, kids as a man? That's what I want to know. So that should make you want to go train every fucking day. And not just go lift weights and look like you're intimidating. What happens when it gets real? Go learn how to play. Go learn how to wrestle. Go learn how to box. Boxing. That's how I. That's why I, I was already wrestling. I was getting in street fights, but all the kids taught me how to wrestle. You know what I mean? So I wrestled with some, some really good wrestlers, and then the New England champ. I wrestled with him. And learned a few things from him. But uh, yeah, going there, go to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. There's good communities everywhere. You know what I mean? And then in the fight, or go to a gym every day and train. If, if you think you're one of those people who says, "Oh, when I see red." Oh, it's all over. Well, okay. But you type of people, like I said, go to a gym, a wrestler, go on a mat and, and throw with a wrestler or a young kid that's younger than you. It'll make you humble real quick. Go spot with a middleweight if you're a heavyweight. Go spot with a middleweight. Uh, go to the glove chair. It'll humble you real quick. Then you'll find out how tough you are. That didn't happen to me, by the way. No. no I was already a tough kid. So when I went to spot all those good guys, no, I didn't get old. So I trained hard, you know what I mean? So I fought a lot, you know what I mean? I studied, study your opponent, study life. It's the same thing. A fight is just like life. You know, you know like chess. Think 10 years ahead, think 10 moves ahead. And uh, you'll figure it out, I promise you. If, you. if you really get peace of mind and uh, think about your life and think about where you went wrong, don't dwell on it. Don't pour 
told me none of that bullshit. There's a four day shift. That shift's you just want sympathy. That's why I don't go to A and N anymore. I want people to give me sympathy for something I did to myself. I'm not partying and shit. I'm eating end of my weed. These people, I'm not eating pills or nothing. Yeah, I'm prescribed like two and a half a day. That's a day. Honestly, that's it. I was prescribed 12 a day for 20 years. You know what I mean? I'm down to two and a half. That's the only pills I do. So, yeah, people, all right? Smarten the fuck up. If, if, if uh, you love your life, you love your freedom and all that shit, if you know you can't handle prison and you think you're going to rap people out and you're going you're gonna to come out and everything's going to be all right, no, it ain't going to be all right. I don't even know how you're going to be able to look at yourself in the mirror every day. Because you need dignity, honor, self-respect. That's the biggest one, self-respect. And respect people that do deserve to be respected. If they deserve your respect, then you give it to them. If they don't respect you, you don't give them fucking respect. And so someone fucking never takes shit from nobody either. Never. Like what did Paul tell you guys earlier? Uh, someone fucking, you know, disrespects you and you let them get away with it? I'm not saying don't shoot somebody. Go slap them right in the fucking mouth. Who the fuck are you talking to, asshole? You pick the wrong motherfucker. If it's a fight, it's a fight. So what? But most times, like like, like most times, there's no God's all shoot people. I've been in this situation so many times. Say it's fucking 15 on fucking three or something. The biggest guy out of those 15 gets dropped really easy and, and they're snoring. They get kicked in the fucking head by the other two guys or whatever. The rest are running. Most of them. And the other, the stupid ones are the ones that stay and get beaten too. So I'm just telling you, there's some bad motherfuckers out there, man. The people that talk shit online, one of these days, you, I will run into you. DC boy, fuck boy. You know who the fuck you are. He's not even a boy. He's a so-called man. I call him fuck boy. All right, man. Take it easy, people. Have a blessed weekend, all right? Stay out of fucking trouble. Don't die young. Don't be a waste of talent, please.